Hello and welcome to the Dustin and Eric podcast show brought to you by Mimosa Networks. Hi, I'm Dustin. I'm Eric. And today we have a very special episode. The B24 is shipping now. Yay! Which I have special guest here today, David Stiff, to help us talk about it. Hey, thank you for the invite. I'm quite excited and very excited about this product. You sound extremely excited, just like the rest of us, because B24 is awesome. So, David, you want to tell us a little bit about what you do here? Of course, I'd love to. Um, uh, my name is David Stiff. I am the VP of product, so I help work on the product roadmap, uh, software definitions, feature definitions, and basically make sure we are lining stuff up to get it out the door and then helping to bring it to market. That's way too much stuff, but you do it, so that's awesome. <laughs> so getting right into it today, today's main course is, of course, B24 shipping now. So... We want to talk about the B24 just a little bit here. So, of course, the frequency on it is 24 gigahertz. It kind of says it in the name, but just want to make sure you know what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so you can get up to 1 gigabit of throughput using uh, auto mode. Uh, distance really depends on rain fade in your area, but it goes much farther than a, a traditional 60 or 80 gigahertz solution that's out there in the market today. So you can double or triple your distance depending on uh, well, the environment you're in. Yeah, generally the, the 24 gigahertz is going to go about six times the range you can get out of some of the standard 60 gigahertz products out there. Six times. Sorry. It's Even right. better. <laughs> yep. yep. And so the power consumption on this is very low. It's only 19.5 watts. So you could deploy multiples of these at a, like a solar relay site or a site where you have to run off a battery. And you could run quite a few more of these than any of the competitor products. That's true. And that was one of the design goals of this was we wanted to make sure that the product was as power um, you know, conservative as possible. So it was great for applications like that. Right. And so the weight is also really little. It's 6 pounds or 2.7 kilograms. So, Eric, what do you think about the installation of it with it being so light? It's, uh, it's smooth. It's fast. Easy to operate. Easy to mount. Easy to Love juggle it. when you're on the tower. Easy to juggle. <laughs> We're going to do that in a podcast? Can you so juggle three juggle of them? Juggle three of them? I can do two. Without dropping them? Yes. Without them breaking and you wasting a bunch of money? Well, the ratings on the uh, casing is what? IP? 67. J. We, we, added the, <laughs> we added a J on the end for juggle. Oh, okay. So uh, moving on here, uh, mounting and aiming. So the, the new robust mount that was designed here at Mimosa has fine adjustment for both vertical and horizontal. And for those of you watching at home, you can kind of look at a picture here. You've got different screws for elevation lock and azimuth lock. Then you have the uh, adjustments for elevation and azimuth as well. Yeah, it's actually, if you if you look at the, the actual degrees, you get 15 degrees of uh, elevation, so you can point it up and down. And then you get um, about uh, three and a half degrees of azimuth adjustment to, right. to go left and right. And the, the beam width is pretty narrow on the B24. It's got a three degree beam width. So, you know, it's, um, the, the mount really does help line things up with that narrow of a beam width. So you definitely need to make sure you, you do some course adjustment, make sure you point it in the right direction before you start adjusting because otherwise you'll have to loosen that up and re-aim yep. it. Yeah, I think for, for tools, it, it doesn't require much. We use a uh, 5 16th nut driver. Those will get the hose clamps on and off, a uh, 10-millimeter box wrench, and a, a number 5 uh, Hacks or Allen driver. Not bad at all. So if you need more inf- information on installation, mounting, or alignment, please visit mimosa.co slash b24-aim. You know, I bet you you'll see a pretty cool video of you guys installing it. 
You mean that video we just mm. shot today that's for uh, for that exact thing? Yeah, yep. so be sure to watch our video, too, that should be coming out any minute. And other things for B24 is, uh, of course, it's GPS synchronized, so you can deploy multiple per tower. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, the GPS sync uh, allows you to put up to eight uh, in the co-location type of environment. So, you know, essentially, you know, every 45 degrees, you can basically have your B24. So it allows eight, uh, eight with channel reuse. Nice. And then, of course, it's fiber ready, just like our B11 product. Correct. Remember, we promised we would never make another tower mountable radio without a fiber port, and we're keeping mm -hmm. to our promise. Uh, we'll all hold you to that. Everybody that's listening and watching will hold you to that. So now we're in the interrogation room. Oh so boy. today it's all David. So let's go ahead and go to question number one. How does the B24 compare to other vendors' products? All right, great question. So, um, you know, the B24 is designed to be the best cost performance 24 gigahertz product on the radio. So first thing I'd have to say is from a price standpoint, it's uh, by far one of the, the price performance leaders out there. Um, it priced it at $899, so it really brings a great affordability to it. Um, the other thing uh, is designed to be small and discreet. So there are other 24 gigahertz, actually, you're pointing to it. Why don't you pick it up and show us? It's actually pretty lightweight, right? Um, you know, other 24 gigahertz products you could not lift up with one hand. It, they're just too heavy, right? And they're, they're very big, hard to mount. So we've designed this product to be very, very discreet and aesthetically pleasing so it can be mounted in places um, that it needs to be. So for example, if you're doing a micropop, you can mount it on a rooftop. You can mount it uh, discreetly on a, a lamp pole or street furniture, right? So it's really designed to fit into the environment. And then finally, it's designed to be very, very, very power efficient. As, as you mentioned at 19.5 uh, watts, it's a very power conservative, which lends it great to applications such as solar and battery backup. So, you know, when you compare it to what's out there, um, it also, if you compare it to 60 gigahertz, as we mentioned earlier, it goes substantially farther. So it's really designed to, to be that sweet spot of what I would call a short haul product, right? right? It's got the great performance, gigabit throughput, but it supports uh, the distances that you need up to three, four kilometers. Right, but since it's so discreet, you need to keep in mind that you still need to keep it in clear view of the sky for the GPS. That is true. So just because it's nice and small and easily hidden, you, you still need to keep it you know, viewed the sky if you want GPS sync. Yeah, and it is designed to be an outdoor radio, so like you said, it does need GPS. Right. So question number two, what are the ideal applications for B24? All right. It's, it's, it's not um, you know, just for backhaul for Internet access, right? The B24 is actually an extremely versatile product, supporting distances between three and four miles. Um, you know, it's, it's ideally built for feeding micropop, micropop deployments or any Anytime you need to get a, a gigabit of capacity when you're providing access, that's that's the obvious solution. Uh, it's also great for rooftop to rooftop type of deployment. So, for example, if you have an MDU and you need to put a discrete radio up on the roof and provide a gigabit of throughput, great option for um, uh, multiple dwelling units or even business services. If you need a reasonable cost link, um, you know, at, at eight ninety nine aside, uh, very reasonable for dedicated business services. It's also um, a great product for video surveillance and security. Um, the, the narrow beam width of the B24 provides a very, um, a very narrow footprint um, from the radio standpoint, so it's harder to detect, harder to uh, basically attack because it's a, got a narrower footprint, doesn't spread out everywhere, and it also avoids the 5 gigahertz frequency, so uh, excellent for security services, especially if you're backhauling video surveillance cameras. 
you know, I can imagine every time I drive down the street in my town, they've got a new construction site up and running, mm-hmm. and they have these uh, little portable um, video surveillance cameras they put all around the perimeter. So great option for something like that. Um, it's also a great solution for, um, let's see what we could use it for, the hotspot um, access. So if you've got uh, multiple hotspot APs outdoor, this provides a great uh, backhaul relay for that, as well as general camp campus connectivity, right, when you want to go building to building. Anywhere where you might want to run a fiber, but it's too expensive, this provides a great option. I could go on, but I think you, you get the point. It's an excellent short-haul high-capacity radio. Right. And we've got uh, we've got a pair up here on the roof, and we went to the max at 300 meters for copper for some Cat 6 up on the roof. And I think there's there's even a little more in there, a couple of uh, service rolls lengths. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're exceeding the, the standard 328 feet or so. Not that we recommend doing Not that. Not that we, yes. But it's rock and roll. Right. So question number three is how much is it? But I think you just answered that. Yeah, it's eight yeah. eight ninety nine per radio is what our uh, U.S. list MSRP is. You'll probably find that discounted um, you know, based on what our distribution chain sells it for. But how much is that per link? <laughs> you want me to add? <laughs> yes. Well, it's basically 18. Um, 18, a little less than $1,800 a link. Right. So number four, since it's shipping, where can I buy a pair or five of B24 radios? I'd like you to buy 10 pairs if you can. These are going to be uh, hot sellers. So um, from a, a distribution standpoint, um, the B24s are in process of mass assembly right now. The first batches of them have already been put on airplanes and shipped out to um, our major distributors around the world. They should be landing the beginning of April. I think the actual date the wheels touch down is April 2nd. So um, basically the way we do our distribution is the first several batches we put on airplanes and send them out to our distributors get, to get to the market ASAP. And then the subsequent follow-up inventory comes on the uh, traditional slow boat from China, as they like to say. So um, you know, definitely get your orders in. I think some of the initial distributors probably have already sold out of, of their initial quantities. But get your orders in. We expect them to definitely be available first part of April. And then as inventory fills up um, and, and gets ready, you'll be able to buy them. But uh, they are in all our distributors' chains. Excellent. Yeah, and very, very excited about that. And real quick, how can we find out who our distributors are? The easiest way is to go to our website. Um, go to the B24 link, and there's a, a button that says, Where Can I Buy? Click on that, and it'll give you a list of our distributors and our partners. And um, you can basically figure out if you've got one that you like to work with. Um, I, it's not fair if I, if I say one here and not say them all here, so I'll just say go to our website and check it out. Excellent. Question five is, why is this product a game changer? Why is it a game changer? I've kind of gone over some of that, but, but really, you know, if, let's take a step back and look at why we built this, right? So you know, we've got our... A5 products, we've got our A5Cs, we've got our backhaul products. But what we were finding is that, um, you know, a lot of people were using millimeter wave radios to basically feed the micropop solutions that we had. So um, we looked at building a product that would be ideal for that. And and what made it, uh, what it is, is basically it needed to be a discrete radio that could be installed in places like the top of somebody's residential rooftop or street furniture kind of things, right? We designed it so that it would go the distance. Some of the six, especially the 60 gigahertz millimeter wave products that are out there today really have severe distance problems, so it limits the usability. You know, it's, if you need to hop across the street, that's one thing, but often when you need to feed the broad, uh, broadband solution, you've got to get bandwidth from a tower that's up to 
two plus miles away. So that was another criteria. The other one that makes it a game changer is really the cost. You know, we looked at designing something that would really enhance your return on investment. It wasn't going to break the bank. I mean, nobody wants to pay three to five thousand dollars a link for a backhaul connection, and that's what really people were were stuck paying for. So, okay. so we we basically tried to chop the price of that in half, to be honest. So that's what we went to engineering with and said, look, build us this product, and that's why the B twenty four is a game changer. Oh, not not to mention that. Um, it's not limited by being an FD radio, so you can actually have an entire gigabit of throughput in one direction. We can actually support up to 1.5 gigs of IP throughput. A lot of the other solutions out there today basically chop their throughput in half. Right. So number six is why did you choose a 24 gigahertz frequency over others like 18 or 23? Now, the real reason is, you know, we actually looked at um, look, looked quite closely at 23 as well. Um, but what we found is that a lot of our customer base really wants to deploy something now. I buy something, I need it. It showed up in FedEx, I want to deploy it tomorrow. Um, so 24 gigahertz is an ideal frequency for that because it's unlicensed pretty much everywhere around the world. So right. it's, a, it's a great glo global product uh, that goes far enough and survives quite well in rain versus something like 60 gigahertz. So that, that's, really, that's really why we looked at it. That's why we built it. Okay. Number seven, what is the max transmit power of the B24? All right. The, the, that's an interesting question because the, the there's, there's a system max transmit power, which is basically 4 dB is what we can do. But um, you're also limited by the regulatory bodies around the world of what they allow you to transmit. So, so generally, I think the easiest way to answer this is, you know, if you look at the CE or Etsy, um, the EIRP limit is 20 dBm, and so that would equate to a, a negative 13 dBm. A dBm of um, system power. Right. If you're looking at the FCC or, or IC, the EIRP limits are 33 dBm, so that equates to a zero dB system power. Mm -hmm. And then if you look at what we would call the rest of the world, so basically crank it up to 11, um, you know, you can go up to 37 dBm, which equates to a, a four dB of system power. Right. And then the way we control that is generally, um, you know, based on how you unlock our radios, because it's a single SKU for all around the world. Based on how you unlock the radio, we enforce the regulatory domain um, that's been put on there. There are, um, you know, for rest of the world, for example, there are both what we call our licensed modes. So if you have a license to operate in a country that allows going above the frequency uh, or above the power setting, you can choose that, but only if you have a license. And that's a, a basically a button you click when you unlock the radio. Right. So number eight is, what is the max distance you can deploy a B24 link? Uh, another excellent question, and that, that's always an interesting one because, as I like to say, there are data sheet specs, which are beauty numbers of how far could it possibly go at MCS0. I don't think anybody really cares about those because I would never deploy a radio like that. Um, the other thing to look at is that because it's 24 giga, uh, gigahertz, it does have impact of rain, right? It's, it, the rain, rain does take an effect. So... Um, we're actually going to be producing some of these charts to help everybody understand that. Um, but just looking at, at the raw numbers, what I would call beauty contest numbers for distance, if you're looking at the CE or, or Etsy regulatory, you can go 2.4 kilometers. That will give you a 78 megabit per second link when it's sunny and a 13 megabit per second link when it rains at about 30 millimeters per hour. So I can, mm -hmm. without laughing, say it will survive a rainstorm at that distance. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> now... Mm -hmm. your, your mileage may vary, but right. it, what I suggest that you do is use our um, 
basically our network design tool. You can plop two links on there. It, it understands the general rain. You can change it, and you can actually see what you get. Typically what I find is people really ask, how far can it go and still get a gigabit of throughput? You know, again, looking at what I would call the beauty contest numbers, if you're in an FCC-controlled regulatory domain, we can go 4.1 kilometers. That gives you about 130 megabits per second in a sunny day and 13 megabits per second in the rain. And then if you're looking at rest of world, you can go 4.6 kilometers is the maximum distance. That'll give you about 156 megs of throughput and, again, 13 megabits in the rain. Right. So, Eric, we're going to go on TA for a second. Do you want to talk about our longest deployed B24 link real quick? We've got one up uh, at... About two miles. Right. Yeah. And so what are, what are we seeing on that? Uh, but the, the signal's roughly uh, NAIC 62, NAIC 64 in there over some rough terrain. Uh, no Fresnel obstructions, just straight shot. Uh, MCSs are, uh, what, 5.6? Five, six, five, so six so range, pretty so. decent data rates yeah. even at two it's miles. Great. Yeah. yeah. And uh, even in the rain, we didn't see really that much of a fade right. on the link. So it yeah. went from like 62 to 64. It yeah. rains in California? Sometimes. Yeah. Rarely, yeah. um, you know. I was, that's I was going to the song too. Was that <laughs> yeah. Glenn Campbell or something? Oh, I, I don't know the song. So, to, yeah. so sing me the song, Eric. I, I don't know it. No, well, well, that's for uh, spares, that's spares, for the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, it's interesting. So the you know yeah. the, the general right. general deployment. Well, I've, I'm stating max distances of 4.6 kilometers. Generally, the guideline is um, around two miles, three kilometers is kind of right. the sweet spot of where of where this radio starts yeah. to shine. So number nine, are there any specific requirements to power the B24 from a solar site? Um, well, really, if you look at the B24, it's very, very power conservative. So it operates at max rating of 19.5 watts. So, you know, great opportunity for a power system. You contrast that with some of the other very large 24 gigahertz radios on the market. You know, they're, they're more than 2x what that is. So that means you're going to have a bigger solar panel requirement, and more importantly, which drives the cost up, you're going to have to have more than 2x the battery storage capacity. Right. Yeah, we've got, uh, we have a pair of B24s facing, uh, pointing opposite directions, both to, uh, in a one-mile link, about a one-mile one link, and uh, yeah, they, they barely put a dent in those large uh, capacity uh, 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 batteries on, uh, on the, in the uh, solar site. Probably could run for you know nine days without sun at this point. That's where I guess that's what we kind of figured. I think the amp, the the, uh, the load, amperage load is around twelve hundred milliampers or somewhere in there. Right. So so basically nothing at all. Not, it's, yeah, and that's yeah. again we we specifically designed this to be very very power conservative for those type of applications. Right. So question number ten: How does the redundancy between the fiber and Ethernet ports work? Uh, works the same way as the B eleven does. So the the ports are redundant. Um, they're not operating at the same time. So you can use the Ethernet port or the fiber port for data and management. You can't use them both at the same time. And if one fails, it back it, it basically is backed up by the other one. So say if your, your fiber line is cut, then you start passing data across Ethernet? Correct. Cool. So number 11, can we select which port is default? Yes, you can select which one is the default. If you had both plugged in, let's say, and you only wanted to use the Ethernet, you could select use the Ethernet. Okay. And number 12, what comes in the box? What comes in the box? Let's see. You've Obviously, you have a B24 radio. You have the fine adjust mount. Um, you've got two hose clamps that we all love, but they work quite well. Um, we've got, uh, let's see, all the, the screws necessary to hook it together. We have an Ethernet gland for the RJ45, and we have a fiber gland for the B11, very similar to what you would have seen on 
on the B11 for the fiber gland. And then um, that's pretty much the main thing. The other thing is, oh, we do have a new uh, PoE power injector. So we've got a little bit more compact gray colored one uh, as opposed to the other one. So uh, you'll, you'll see a little, little bit different something in there, but it works the same way. And those are nice. They take up half the space as a conventional uh, yeah. PoE. Yeah, we've been deploying those lately. So what is it, uh, 48, 56 volt uh, power supply? It's actually 50 volt, technically, 50 volt. if you look at it. It still works just fine. So Perfect. And number 13. By the way, the power, the new power supply does also work with all of our existing radios, too. Even so, better. Yeah. So if you happen to have it laying around and you need it for something else, it does work. Follow-up question, can we Great. purchase those separately for equipment we already have? Uh, you can. We will be adding those to our list of spares you can purchase, so definitely just look for the new part number. All right. So number 13, is there a minimum distance requirement? Hmm, good question. When we designed the B24, the, the really we looked at what we think would be the minimum spec for operation, and generally it's going to be a hopping across the street. So we, we just looked at the city of London and found some narrow alleys and said, all right, that's probably what the minimum distance is. So I would, we don't have an exact spec on it, but I would say probably 15, 20 feet um, is the minimum operating distance. Did, did you have to, so they're aimed, did you have to? No, you can aim them at each other. You didn't have to back them No, up. you can aim them right at each other. Oh. Instead of having to point them off, you know, 20 yeah. degrees, different Re direction. Reflect. You, yeah. Alpha. yeah. So you can turn the power down on the, the B24. Yeah, and by the way, that's it's a good point. Um, you can turn the power down on the B24. Uh, we support uh, power ranges from uh, maximum would be 4 dB, and you can go all the way down to minus 23 dB of system power. So you can transmit. And if you've got them really close to each other, definitely recommend that you turn the power down mm -hmm. so they're not shouting in each other's ears. Max power. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So number 14, are the compatible SFP modules the same as the B11? Yes, exactly the same as the B11. Those are Finistar, or Finisar and Avego. Okay. And those are on our website on yep. the, uh, the help site there. Uh, and 15, our last question is, what type of wave does the B24 use? Actually, that's a good question. Is, is it a millimeter wave radio or is it a microwave radio? What do you guys think? <laughs> um, uh, milli. It's in the milli. Actually, actually, microwaves are considered 1 to 30 gigahertz, and millimeter waves are considered 60 or 30, 30 to 300 gigahertz. So this falls in the top end of the microwave class of radio devices. So mm. don't insult this and call it a millimeter wave radio. Okay, I won't. I'm looking at the full wavelength of 1.2 centimeters, which translates to 12.4 millimeters. Just, I'm, just, I'm just digging in. Just digging in, just looking at the wavelength, and but see, still, where it, see where it lives in the radio spectrum. Yeah, but it, it, it does live in the microwave band, so. Roger that. Uh, wrong, Eric. <laughs> Better luck next time. Yeah. That's how the math works out. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, well, you know, it's interesting you bring that up. We, we also did look at 60 gigahertz when we were building something. And 60 gigahertz has a, you could call it good or bad, but from a, a distance standpoint, it's absorbed by oxygen molecules. Mm -hmm. So it, it is severely limited on distance, and especially when it rains. So for that reason, 24 was just a much better solution for us. And, you know, sometimes someone might say, well, you know, the nice thing about 60 gigahertz is it has so much bandwidth. Um, but with our GPS sync technology, you can actually synchronize, um, and by, by default, as long as it has GPS signals, so you can deploy, as I said, eight of them 
um, all around the tower. We also have a, a follow-on release we're coming up that will allow us to support single 20 megahertz channels. So you'll be able to do um, essentially eight what I would call collinear links. So they can be operating in the same direction with eight different radio links. Wow. All right, everybody. So if you need more info, feel free to visit our website, mimosa.co slash products slash B24, if you didn't get enough information from us, which I really hope you did. So uh, <laughs> uh, feel free to visit our site. And uh, that's it for this episode. Uh, thank you for joining us for a very special B24 uh, podcast. Thank you, David, for coming in. All right, thanks thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, thank you, David. Okay, and uh, we'll see you next time on our next podcast episode. Thanks for tuning in. Please hit the subscribe or follow button to stay up to date with our latest podcast, which will be available on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud.